0: Welcome to Grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM and streaming at WERA.FM. This is Ed Mellick
1: and I'm Shannon Mellick
0: and we'll be your hosts for the program tonight. Christian music has come a long way in terms of its musicality and appeal. Some people love that and other people not so much. Shannon and I have always been a bit picky about the music we listen to in this genre, and I thought it would be fun to play a few of my favorite songs for her and get her reaction. A quick heads up, these songs deserve to be listened to on a good stereo or headset, and I'm playing them on a thumping Cambridge Soundworks computer stereo system for Shannon as we record this interview. So no tinny earbuds here. Shannon, would you call your earbuds tinny?
1: Nah, I got the firepower, the Bose sound canceling.
0: So let's talk about ratings systems here. All right. I've come up with five things. How hidden is the song? Is it good, catchy? Do you find yourself playing it over and over afterwards? Mm-hmm. Uh, second, are the lyrics biblical? And can you even understand the lyrics? <laughs> That's important. They're really, you know, biblical, but you just can't even understand them. How is the video? And then finally, is there, are there any transcendent moments in the song? I mean, there's certain songs I listen to, and I'm at, up, they'll hit a place where just the chords and the singing all come together in an mm. amazing way. So let's listen for those five things. Maybe we'll try to rate these songs after we listen to them on, on these five criteria. Does that sound good?
1: Good. Very good. All right.
0: So we're going to kick off with a song that definitely speaks to uniquely to us in this uh, day and age. The song is called Black and White by Erskine Vitarte.
2: segregated time in our country it's sunday morning 11 o'clock black churches white churches right next door they're on the same block both with hands raised high to jesus still a million miles
0: thoughts
1: how relevant
0: <laughs> like
1: deeply deeply relevant and like and so so true I remember the uh, the church I went to in New York City uh, most of the congregation on my campus was actually Asian and so I went to church with them every Sunday and the pastor used to look out in the uh into the crowd and go <laughs> And, like, point out where everyone who wasn't Asian was. And he was like, everyone, make friends with them. Bring more friends that aren't Asian.
0: <laughs> so it's not just a black-white thing. It's, yeah, it's everyone. Everyone groups division, together. Everywhere there's division. Um, you were doing something funny while listening. You were, like, waving, acting like you were waving a, a, a lighter <laughs> in a crowd.
1: <laughs> it gave off that that good concert. Like, what's the, what's the right band for this? I'm trying to think of... Um, I, don't uh, know. I can't think. the
0: So just everybody, thousands of people with their lighters up, yeah. swing yeah. back and forth. Yeah, a uh, little sort of...
1: twang and everything gives yeah. off that like a little bit of a almost, I want to say Foo Fighters. They're in their calmer moments.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. Did, did, did anybody <laughs> light lighters except for burning down buildings? A Foo <laughs> <Fighters> concert? <laughs> <laughs> that, that concert of them at Wembley Stadium or wherever it was, was just insane, the crowd. Yeah. There, there was no, uh, I mean, just the swelling of the audience. But we digress here. Great song. I, lo- I love the lyrics. I mean, it's so true. I, I shared this mm. with several people and they were like, wow, that is the most segregated time. I, I mentioned it to Christian Knuckles, yeah. formerly of a Grace Community Church. And he's like, yeah, I used to be on a block where there was a white church right next to a black church. and, and It you know, was like all, that in Brooklyn. We're all lifting our hands high and we're a million miles between us. And, um, you know, so I love the lyrics. Remember the God who made you and me equal. Um, you know, maybe it's time to stop focusing on ourselves, fixing our eyes on him, living our lives as friends. I mean, you know, Grace and 30 theme, we keep getting people in here. Everyone's talking mm-hmm. about crossing the boundary, getting to know one another. And I, I feel like the separations and the walls are getting bigger and wider nowadays instead of less.
1: Yeah. There's a tendency to, to shrink into your comfort zone, especially with religion, because your, you're trying to be in with your peeps, and then you get even more in with your, your subset of peeps.
0: So this song, he told me, I I spoke to Erskine on the phone. I wanted to have him on the program. We just haven't gotten our schedules together. And he said he co-wrote the song with a guy named Jeff Pearson. He, He wrote and he had an unfinished version of it. He played it for Jeff. I think it was not long after they met. And Jeff's like, hey, I'll come over, you know, this weekend and we'll finish it. And they finished it in about an hour and they recorded the demo. And he said when he played it at one place, it may have been the Commodore Grill, I think. He said that people were clapping while he was playing it. But then afterwards he goes out in the audience and one dude says don't play that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and another person says, you know, don't play that in our town at our town. I think it was Chicago, or you'll get beaten up. And he said, you know, later went to Chicago, played it, didn't get beat up.
3: <laughs> so so yeah. that's
0: good, you know. So what it, your reaction to this? This is not the sort of song we would play in services to praise God. This is just kind of listening music. Do you get the yeah, same Yeah,
1: yeah. I I feel like and this is going to sound weird, but it's a good like a good concert jam in that it's that that little, that breather, the serious breather in the concert. Yeah. You know, it's the, the one that makes everyone bust out the lighters, but also think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is that this, for me, I always talk to you about my pantheon. You know, what are the songs that get into this category where I find myself listening to them over and over? I'm working for a few hours and I just want to put on the headsets and jam a song this is one of those songs I'll listen to. I really like it. But now that you've got this thing in my head about people waving lighters, I'm a...
1: I mean, that's not a bad thing, doesn't it? I mean, usually people only wave lighters if the song really hits something deep for them, you know? They're like, yeah, this is the moment.
0: So... Rating it, is it on a scale of one to 10, and I'm going to probably modify these numbers and put them on the site later on, <laughs> but in terms of it being a hitting and song, and, and it doesn't have to be hitting like a jam, hard jam, but just just a good song you enjoy, what would you give it?
1: Somewhere between like a seven and an eight. Like okay. it's, it's good. It's very clean, and like, there's, no, there's no parts in the recording where I'm like, wow, they need to bring that up. Yeah. You know, which there's a lot of in the music industry.
0: Yeah, I think for me, it's north of eight, but I don't know what final score I'll give. Maybe what we do is we confer after these programs and then kind of finalize the scores. Uh, Biblical lyrics. I mean, it's not like one of these theological songs where they're just singing Psalm 119 or something. But, um, you know, certainly the, the God who made you and me equal, it's, there's a core. It's biblical
1: principles. Yeah.
0: So I don't even know if we can rate that. We can certainly understand what he's saying. So the lyrics, so his, mm. his singing is very clear. Video, what did you think of the video?
1: I liked the video. It was kind of funny because like he would change like the camera angles between like when he said black people and white people, which was like it emphasized the divide a little bit. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. You noticed that and I didn't. Um, and I, th- I thought it was a great shot in black and white. Even the mm-hmm. lyrics, the way they posted them up was very good. Transcendent moments, there's one part where he says, you know, we all want to be like Jesus. We all want to walk with him. And just, just the the song and the music and his singing there, that that was kind of a transcendent moment for me. Did you feel like that with anything?
1: I'm not sure exactly where it was, but it was in that, um, I want to say it was after the C section, but that's not going to make any sense. But like that 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 part when they hit like post bridge yep. in the middle, when they just really get going yeah. after that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that likes those long, meandering, like, ballad jams at church.
0: So I'm going to have to dump, jump into the next song because 28 minutes is not a lot.
1: <laughs> You're telling me. And
0: we've all chewed up a lot of time. So I'm going to dive right into the next song. It's performed by Reston Bible Church uh, Band. And I think one of their people wrote this. I should have gotten better prepared for this, but it's called Psalm 119. So what are your thoughts?
1: It's good. It's good.
0: It's good. And you give, give it a rating right out. Of, you're, you're funny because as they were building in a crescendo at the end, you were rising slowly in your seat, <laughs> teasing you. We really got to yeah, start that, videoing these interviews.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that was my favorite part of it. I don't feel like they maintained that energy or kept my attention that way the whole time. Mm. Like it got kind of... It all, it all bled together. There wasn't enough um, variation in the structure until... And it was like they had two bridges, which was interesting. Both of them were good.
3: Mm, but yeah. like,
1: because they had that one last go at, at the end, What at that part I was just... Where they're kicking back in with the little... I don't know what to describe that as the really fast plucking. Mm-hmm. Plucking, strumming, plucking. I guess it's plucking. <laughs> I, I'm thinking violin terms here. But... um. But no, yeah, they, um, I I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not entirely, it's very, it's very church worship music with just a little bit of performance.
0: Yeah, I I love the song. I, I mean, I think it's, I rate it really highly, and it's super theological and biblical. They're basically taking bits and pieces of Psalm 119. So the very first two lyrics, how sweet are your words to me, that's verse 103. Psalm 119 is a long psalm. And then they are better than gold and silver. That's verse 72. I actually was going to try to track through the whole psalm, but it, it was pretty hard work. But, the, you know, great song for something that's really built foundationally on the scriptures. Mm. And I think it's a jam. And it's, you know, the funny thing about songs, sometimes they really catch you right away. But you always tend to get more interested in them over time if you're, if you're going to fall in love with them. Mm. And this is something, this is another song I'll play occasionally because I really just enjoy the song. And, and, I, and I love, you know, the theology behind it and the lyrics. There is no video. I played this for us on Spotify. So we've got no uh, video to rate. What about in terms of the, um, were there any transcendent moments where you thought, well, yeah, it's really kind of coming together at this point?
1: But that, that part at the end, where they just they go quiet and they build back up. That was nice. i was I was almost a little disappointed by they didn't hit harder afterwards. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I felt like it was that way the whole song. Like I kept on waiting. They kept on doing little builds where I was like, yeah, they're gonna hit it. And then they just sort of dialed back and they're like, oh, we'll just kind of go back to this pre-build mode and wow. I don't know. Man, you're demanding. I'm picky. I'm picky.
0: I love the bridge, it's, and, and especially towards the, the end of the good. bridge before the quiet part. That was really good. So I felt like there was a, that's a couple of moments like that in the song, which I really, really enjoyed. So for me, it's kind of like, it's a quality, really upbeat song with deep theology. So I think that's good. So it, for me, it scores high on a number of metrics. Um, and, and, I, and I listen to it periodically. I just, And that's the real acid test. Is it something you want to jam with? Mm-hmm. Like when we did the BTS program, you played a bunch of stuff for me, but... One of the songs I, I cut out on when I did the closing was Mama. And now mm. I'm listening to that all the time. <laughs> and, I, and I love the song as well because it's just got such a cool meaning. It talks about the sacrifices she made for him. And yeah, yeah. And how he appreciates that. And well, you know, and even when everyone was doubting him and his, mm. I guess, his dancing and, um, yeah. and cracking on him and get a job. Yeah. <laughs> but how many people, you Mom know. Mom was there. Achieve Mom. a BTS level type of success. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. So any other thoughts on that one? I mean, I guess... Um,
1: not a whole lot of thoughts.
0: But you, you liked it. What, what's it the score was, you would give it?
1: I would give it maybe a five.
0: A five. Ooh, that's that's low to me. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not... I'm, you know me. I'm not a... This stuff only... The, the worship music structure and sound, it, it's barely effective in services to me, but it's the most effective there.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know, I don't know if that's something we want to admit on the air. <laughs> you There's know,
1: nothing wrong with being critical of the music they're playing.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. It's gotten, as I said before, that I, I even don't like the term worship music. I mean, the scripture said Paul wrote in Romans, he said, you know, I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to give your bodies to God mm. as, a, as a living sacrifice, you know, because of all he has done mm-hmm. for you. This is you know your reasonable act of worship. this is truly the way to worship Him. So we, mm. the Bible's really clear that worship is just this whole giving your entire life over to God. Mm-hmm. So when we call the music worship music. I, I kind of call it praise music instead.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if I'm
0: splitting atoms here or what no, I'm doing. No
1: and like I feel like I mean my, my church up in New York that I went to was very um, they they left a lot of space for people to improvise in it and I feel like that really added to the experience so sometimes I feel like there's it's less effective when it's more structured
0: yeah it's curious you know some people heard great sermons about you know loving your lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength or we some people are mind people some people are soul people some people just naturally you A know noise person praise and sing and do that and, on. and I've been more inhibited about that maybe you're the same way
1: yeah, I'm not I'm not a physical mover. I will belt it out, but I don't move my body with it. You won't find me dancing down the aisles.
0: Yeah, well, Jake <laughs> Elwood. You know, yeah, or, no, you're not gonna one? see me
1: doing that. <laughs> doing no cartwheels. back no no handsprings down the aisles. <laughs> the <no>. Blues
0: brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, when I came up, you remember I told you when I came up to your church, remnant West Side Church, a heavily yeah. Asian college age church the band was transcendent. There were it two, was. two or three Incredible. times I was there where I was like, I just couldn't at the end of services when they'd be kind of playing music as people were leaving and all, I just was mesmerized. It was really the yeah. quality of it.
1: Yeah. And that people, I know people will talk about um, how we shouldn't be picky about our bands at our churches. It's about the expression and what we're doing and our thinking. But I mean, as someone who studied art history, there's people who've analyzed how heavily the architecture of these cathedrals affected faith Hmm. and the music and how it sounded in there it felt transcendent it was rising up it echoed all around you the light was rainbow colored like it's almost psychedelic the experience and i feel like they were achieving that with sound
0: that's fascinating now we're getting deep now we're getting in the flow talking and we're running out of time
1: And that's okay. <laughs>
0: but, I, you know, I find sometimes I feel a little bit guilty. They talk about making a joyful noise in church. And a church I used to go to years mm. ago talked about that because it was so horrible, the music. <laughs> but I'm demanding. I mean, When someone's off a little bit singing or whatever, it, it affects me. And uh, you know, I can't get lost. So let me play a more mainstream band right now. I'm going to play a song from U2. Mm. And uh, it was recorded um, on their last song on their 1983 war album. And the way the story goes, they they were getting forced out of the studio. They needed one more song. And uh, Bono went over, picked up a Bible, read Psalm 40, and wrote a song. And and he talks about He says he's quoted on Song Facts as saying, you know, we we spent 10 minutes writing it, 10 minutes recording it, 10 minutes mixing it, and 10 minutes playing it. And yet that has nothing to do with why it's called 40, (laughs) because it's Psalm 40. So they were closing some of their concerts with this in the 80s and then in 2005. And this is a recording of them performing this song live in that performance in Chicago.
3: Me, my first step.
0: Has always been a great time uh, recording with you. It has. This is Ed and Shannon signing off from Grace and Thirty on WERALP Arlington ninety six point seven FM. Everybody have a great night and be sure to tune into Grace. So this song, evidently, if you have the War album, the very first song is called "Sunday Bloody Sunday," and it's a reference to a shooting. I, I believe some soldiers killed about thirteen peaceful protesters. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that first song, the refrain was, you know, how long, you know, must we sing this same song? It sounded to me when I think about it like a, a song of lament. You know, mm. all this, this contention in Northern Ireland and, and uh, the fighting with the British. And it's, it's almost like at this last song when he's talking about I will sing a new song he's alluding back to. And then he say, how long will we sing this song? It, it sort of is looking back on the first song. How long have we had to sing these awful songs? And I will sing a new song. I love that. You know, we go to a church occasionally called New Song Church locally in in Tyson's Corner. But it's deep stuff and it's very biblical and it's a hidden, you know, kind of a mainstream sound. It's a very polished, good sound. And while, you know, Christian musicians have been getting better and better at this stuff, there still is, in my opinion, some separation between them and, and a group like a U2 or something.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: So, how do you react to this song? What are your thoughts?
1: I, I enjoyed it. It was nice. And it, it had a an even keel mellow to it, but it wasn't boring. It just kind of, it's just, I mean, it's part of the point of it. You know what I mean? Like yep. that it's supposed to feel like you're hitting the same beat, the same tune for a long time. And it adds to the lyrics and the fact that it doesn't elaborate on itself a ton. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It builds a little bit, but it's that, oh, we're still just going on and on. It's, the music matches the lyrics.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. It's, it's just this, this perpetuating. It seems like it's going to go on forever. But there was some mm. financial guy I saw on an old program called Wall Street Week years ago. And Louis Rukeyser, the host. That's the song where granddad recorded <laughs> the uh, introductory music. My, my dad he said, you know, he was like, Bob, how long is this going to last? He says, well, it's going to go on forever until it stops. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's incredible wisdom. And that's almost like this world feels like it's just this constant Mm -hmm. drumbeat of violence, division, trouble. I mean, we're really experiencing some serious trouble in our country. And and, and I believe it's we got a long way to go downward with all this. It's not going to be an easy fix to Mm. the economic and Racial and other, and just the division. The division is so extreme right now. It's deep. So, how would you rank the song? I mean, if you would give it a rating,
1: I I'd put that at I'd put that at a seven or an eight for me. Seven or an eight? You really you, I boy, I think towards the end of it, it climbs up to an eight for me. Like as the impact of it sinks in and mm-hmm. the message more of it. But for me, I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm a picky music person. I it's, it's what i do
0: hey look i'm asking you to be honest for me it's it's an eight or better and it's it's just one of those handful of songs that i find myself going back to over and over and over and i do love the the added benefit of it is is the spirituality they they really mm. they they quote the in the lyrics the scriptures from psalm 40 verses 1 through 3 he set my feet upon a rock he made my footsteps firm i waited patiently for the lord he inclined and heard my cry he lifted me up out of the pit, out of the mire and the clay. I will sing, I will sing a new song. That's the part, you know, I will sing a hymn of praise to God. So that's really cool. I, I just feel like for me, it, it even though it's kind of slow and as you said, there's this theme of this ongoing yeah. travail that it, it uplifts me. So
1: mm-hmm. It is, it is. And I do, I really like how it's like a, I want to say like a, a respectfully done reference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not... Like, I'm all for, like, vaguely referencing just for the point of story, too, as yep. well. I do really love that. I feel like it adds a lot to it. These are good stories. But um, it's done very purely. Like, it is it is what it is. It's there, the exact words. But it means something else to the people listening to it because of when it was written and yep. why.
0: Yep. Well, I bet you I blew off the screen. on the, what, What's the level here when I said, well?
1: No, I mean, it tickles the red.
0: Okay, tickling the red. We're getting all technical and audio right now. <laughs> Kevin James, the audio guy.
1: <laughs> the sound guy. The sound, the sound guy. guy. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Those videos are great. Has <laughs> always been a great time uh, recording with you. It has. And we're going to be recording some uh, program about XO songs, some K-pop. It's going to be fun. Next. So this is Ed and Shannon signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. Everybody have a great night, and be sure to tune into Grace.